Good morning, church. We will be looking at Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, alongside the story of King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles. And we'll see how King Jehoshaphat both trusted and found his strength in God, how he stood firm against the enemy who was attempting to devour him. And we'll also see how God's plans are bigger than any circumstance we may face. So Ephesians 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Paul is writing the book of Ephesians to strengthen and encourage the church. And the book is six chapters and it's separated into two main sections. In the first three chapters, Paul reminds the church of all that God has done for them and that they are children of God. And in his final three chapters, Paul is telling the church that they are called to live differently to how the world lives. In their communities and neighbourhoods, as well as in their homes. Throughout the book, Paul is making the church aware that there is an enemy at work who comes against the plans of God. In verse 12, it says, Our struggle is against the rulers, spiritual forces and forces of wickedness in the heavenly realms. Paul makes it clear that we are in a battle. And the devil wants to get a foothold in our lives. And to win this battle, we must rely on God's strength and God's mighty power. I want us to look at the story of King Jehoshaphat in two chronicles to look at how he responded to two events in his life. One, when he allowed the devil to get a foothold in his life. And the second one is that when what happened to him when his vast enemy came to devour him. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. And when he first started his reign, we're told he was faithful in his walk with God. And his heart was devoted to following God's commands. He wanted those around him to have a relationship with God. So he started a nationwide education program so that everyone living in Judah heard the word of God. He was doing the things that Paul was telling the church in Ephesus to do. Put God first, follow his ways and separate yourself from the ungodliness in the world. But as time went on and as Jehoshaphat got more powerful, wealthy and popular, his heart began to change. And maybe he got bored or casual in his walk with God, but whatever it was, it allowed the devil to get a foothold in his life. Jehoshaphat joined forces with Ahab, the king of Israel, who the Bible describes as an evil man, just full of wickedness. And when Jehoshaphat first started out, we're told that he stayed away from King Ahab because he realised he was not walking with God. He put up defences in his life to stop the evil and wickedness this king was committing from coming into his home. 
But then something changed and those defences came down and in 2 Chronicles chapter 17 we're told he went to Ahab to help him fight a battle. Despite a clear warning from a prophet who said that this battle will end in disaster, so pack up and go back to Judah. Go back to that place where you held on to my word, where you are seeking me daily. Jehoshaphat chose not to listen. He was no longer seeking and following the commands of God. He strayed and worse still, he began to follow King Ahab's advice. This advice would only lead him to a place where there was death. See, Ahab told Jehoshaphat, I will enter battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. The prophet had warned him that the enemy will kill the king. But Jehoshaphat agreed to enter the battle dressed in his robes while Ahab hid. Two weeks ago, we were in Wales and we climbed Snowdon. On the day we were going to go, the weather forecast had predicted thunderstorms, hail and lightning. And the lady running the hostel, hostel, an experienced climber, told everyone, whatever you do, do not climb Snowdon tomorrow. So we took her advice and we waited. And I've never seen weather that bad before. It was horrendous. However, there was another guy staying at hostel, hostel who still did the climb with his family. And when we saw him in the evening, he said it was the most stupidest thing he'd ever done and wished he followed the advice given to him. Two people that day were struck by lightning on the mountain and had to be airlifted to hospital. See, in Ephesians, Paul warns the church to be careful who you team up with, who you get your advice from, because the devil is looking for a foothold in your life. So we need to be careful as Christians. You know, we can become bored or casual in our walk with God and to begin to slowly move away from God and end up doing things that we know are wrong or listening to bad advice that we know will not benefit us. Jehoshaphat took advice from King Ahab and soon he was running for his life because everyone wanted to kill him. He realised very quickly that he had messed up and was heading in the wrong direction. But he cried out to God to rescue him. And through God's faithfulness, he did. No matter what we've done, we can always cry out to God and he will rescue us because he loves us. Jehoshaphat turned back to God. It says he set his heart on seeking God. He rebuilt those defences in his life and he went around warning people not to make the same mistake as he did. You know, what are you building around your life to protect you and what are your priorities? Are you making church a priority? Is serving a priority? Being involved in a connect group? How much of a priority is reading the Bible to you? Jehoshaphat got his priorities right and he began walking with God again. And he might have been expecting to live a life of peace and prosperity, but that was not the case. News suddenly came to him that a vast army was coming to devour him. And his first response was alarm because he realised that he did not have the strength to face what was coming. But he chose to seek God. He knew that God could rescue him and is bigger than any circumstance he will face. He did what Paul told the church in Ephesus to do, find your strength in God. Jehoshaphat also realised that he could not do it alone. He shared his concerns and worries with those around him and asked everyone to pray and fast with him. It says in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 5, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. And that included the men, it included women, it included children and it included the little ones. Who do you turn to for help when you are facing struggles? 
Where do you go when you're afraid and you don't know where to go? As Jehoshaphat prayed with everyone, he committed the situation to God. He acknowledged that God is sovereign over every situation. He openly shared that he had no power to face this multitude that was coming against him. But he declared, my eyes are on you, God, because only you can rescue me. We need to follow Jehoshaphat's example and draw our strength from God and then tell other people so that they can stand with us and support us. It's also important that we learn to wait on God. Verse 13 in chapter 20 shows us Jehoshaphat and everyone with him waiting. It says they stood before the Lord. We need to learn to wait on what God has to say, even when it's the hardest thing for us to do. And they waited and someone stood up and said, I have a word from God for you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Go out tomorrow and face this army, for the battle is not yours but God's. I will deliver you. Go out tomorrow and face them, and the Lord will be with you. And the next part of the story displays absolute faith. It says very early in the morning, they got up and went. Jehoshaphat held on to that promise from God to not be afraid or discouraged because God was with him. He believed God was going to deliver him from this enemy. He had no idea what God was going to do, but he took God at his word, believing that God was in complete control. And it says, as they went, they started to sing. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And it says, as they sang and they praised God, the Lord set ambushes against the enemy and this vast enemy was defeated. I just read it, finished reading the book, The Hiding Place. And it's about a Dutch family who out of their love for God secretly housed Jews from the Nazis and helped them to escape during the Second World War. They eventually got caught and the two sisters, Corrie and Betsy, ended up in Ravensbrück concentration camp a place of pure wickedness and evil. And despite all they went through, they kept their eyes on God and held on to his promises. And for a series of miracles, they managed to sneak a Bible into the camp and it became the centre of an ever-widening circle of help and hope where they saw God do extraordinary things. They started a daily service for all the women that were crammed into their barracks. But Corrie made it clear that she was only able to do this because she relied on God's strength and power. And so maybe you've received news recently that has made you uncertain. There are things going on in your life and you don't know how to deal with them. Or there are things making you fearful and you feel like you don't have the strength to face them. God knows everything that you are going through and he wants to be your strength and for you to wait on him. So Father, we take a moment and acknowledge those things in our lives that cause fear. There are things in our life that leave us in a place where we just don't know what to do anymore. So we fix our eyes on you today. And we realize that to face these things, we need to find our strength in you. So those who need a word of encouragement from you today, God, please give them one. Those who need a friend to stand with them, please provide them with one. Those that need a new song in their heart, please give them one. So that we can all rise in the morning and declare that you are in control of everything that is going on around us. Amen.